What's up? It's Josh. It's Mitch. Hey, let's talk about youth. Hey, let's do it. This week on Let's Talk About Youth, Josh, we're talking about you and me. We're talking about friendships. Friendships. We have it. We do. We want students. We want youth to have it. Yeah. But most importantly, we want students to have good friends, the right friends, because the Bible says they should have the right friends. They should have good friends. That friends are important. Big time. Friendship's huge and uh, really stoked to talk about it. Uh, maybe give some insight into what to look for in a great friend yeah. or how you can be great friends. That's right. But it's, it, it is vastly important in your life. If you haven't learned it yet, you will learn it later. So uh, let's talk about it. The easy way or the hard way. Yeah. You're going to learn friends are important. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. All right, so a couple weeks ago on podcast, let's talk about future. We had a good friend of ours and guest on the pod, Nathan Coons. Coons, man, what a what a character, what a guy. And something that he talked about um, that we just want to do this podcast on is how important a friendship is. Yeah, I mean he he talked about how getting into college, some something that he's seen happen, and you can listen to it for yourself, is finding a solid group of friends that he does life with it even though i hate that statement like doing life with someone i mean it's it's a good way to define um what solid friends are like people that you talk to about hurt pain joy that you laugh with and that just generally you're you're running around living your lives i'm um, hanging out with these people and really pumped to talk about friendship it's kind of Friendships for me has been something that's more unique because you've mentioned it a couple of times, but living on a ship, I didn't stay in one place. I kept moving around, yeah. right? And then I have lived in the U.S. all over the place, Maine, uh, Pennsylvania, Seattle. I found out I live in Buffalo, so debating becoming a New York sports fan, but that's like, I don't know if that's a good. Bills fan maybe? Yeah, maybe Bills. They're kind of doing good, but basketball is my thing. And right. so at least I can join a team that's not great the knicks uh but i think friendship's been unique it it became so much more important to me because of the fact that i was never in just one place yeah and and how we and we're going to talk about this today but friendships are important and how we choose our friends um who they are stuff like that so i'm pretty pumped for today uh, i think it's something that's near and dear to my heart and yours too yeah so definitely. Um, we've definitely enjoyed becoming, fr I have, I mean, I can't speak for you, but I've enjoyed becoming greater friends with you. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been fun. Like even when I abandoned my job for several months, you know, yeah, we don't talk about that. To pack groceries. Yeah. To pack groceries. Hey, sell card of crack, you know? Okay. I mean, I don't think you did that though. No, I didn't. I just packed groceries, but I like to tell people that I did. No, but worked a little bit in the marketing department, worked in the marketing department upstairs. But in general, like having quality people in your life that you become friends with over time is, uh, is hugely important. I think, um, it's funny that you mentioned that, like us becoming more friends. We knew each other for a very long time, totally. We've known each other for a very long totally. time. Weren't necessarily in the same friend groups since I'm older. Originally you were friends with kids my age. That's true. That's very true. We just weren't in the same friend circle. I, all throughout my youth, let's call it, my junior high, high school years, 
I was very much, I knew a lot of people, but I didn't really have like a friend group that I belonged to. So I didn't have like the best of friends. Not that they were bad. I just didn't have very close relationships, sure. I guess the best way to say it. I had one friend. His name is Mason Butts. Yeah, uh, He was like my closest friend junior high and high school, but I moved schools and we just, our paths just kind of drifted. Something that's super, super important um, is that happens with friends. Yeah. Friends come and go. Big time. My family always put priority on family over friends. Yeah. And that, you know, we're born into family. We pick and choose our friends. Um, and our friends pick and choose us. Yeah. Right? And um, friends come and go. That's something that I've actually walked through, like, with my wife, Hannah. It was a kind of a contentious moment when we were planning our wedding. Um, I only wanted family in our wedding party. Okay. Like, I was like, I want these guys, my cousins, my brother, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that was kind of it. Like these guys I want in my wedding, my family, like they're always there. They're always going to be there. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no, I got all these friends. So you need to pick more people. I'm like, so I, my closest friends who I had, I'm like, Hey, I, I want you guys too to be, to be in the wedding. But I was very hard at the beginning of like, I want family hmm. and Actually, the friends that I've had in my wedding are still friends this day. However, Hannah has walked slightly different path with a lot of the friends that were her bridesmaids. Huh. Um, still friends with a lot of them, but not so much or in extent. different degrees with, with some of them. Um, so friends come and go. And rare are the super close friends um, that you have... For a very long time. Totally. You see it all the time. Especially like as you... In high school, and it's not always the case, but in high school you become friends with the people around you. Right? You're at school six hours a day. You're on sports teams. That takes you another two hours. You're there a lot. Yeah. So you're surrounded by people. And what happens is more naturally you become friends with the people you're around. And so then you graduate high school and you go to college and you're just kind of like you and, and Mason, who's the homie, yeah. uh, kind of just naturally walk to different paths. And and sometimes it happens fast. Sometimes it takes a long time. But I I think as you continue, you're going to make new friends. Right. Right. If you don't have high school, for, like you're going to college next year, you'll probably see some of your high school friends that, that just don't maintain that depth of relationship that were there. Right. So, okay, now I'm in college and to Nathan Coons's point, okay, now I'm finding friends that have same values as me mm -hmm. and we can have fun, deep relationships Right. and you're going to grow those and yeah. your emphasis isn't on the high school ones or junior high ones, or maybe you've had a friend for like, maybe there's that one or two friends and, and you're going to get to a place where, okay, I need to make new friends. And I think it keeps going. Like, this is my job, right? This is where I am. Yeah. And so we've become friends in this sphere. Right. Even though we knew each other for a long time. It's just sometimes that's how it goes. You you just get to a certain place and you become friends and you want to spend your time with different people as time passes on. I went that transition from high school to college for me um, was crazy. And looking back, I was, I would call it, I went through like a little 
period of depression after high school into college. Yeah. Because all my friends kind of went away. Here's what happened. High school, I actually left senior year of high school two weeks early to go work summer camp at Forest Home. So you didn't graduate? I did. Oh, okay. I, I, I took my finals two weeks early, signed myself out of the last two weeks of school. Um, That's kind of dope. Went and did camp for two weeks, came back, graduated, and went back to camp. And kind of left all those friends back at um, high school or whatever, like made awesome friends at summer camp that I worked with for 10, nice. 12 weeks together, and then came home. So I like left those friends from camp, still some amazing friends that I have from that came back home and all my high school friends went off to college. So now they were gone. I left my good friends that I just met over summer. All my friends from before summer moved to college and I came back and went to Miracosta community college. And also in the midst of all that, my girlfriend broke up with me at the time. So I was like, but you're married now. So it doesn't matter. It's great. It was the right thing to happen. Yeah. Um, but I went through a really hard time because I'm like, I got no friends here. Um, and it was really hard. And the Lord, I look back now, and the Lord totally set up um, someone that I knew previously, but was a couple grades older than me. So we knew each other, but we weren't really friends. Yeah. We became really close friends. Yeah. Um, kind of doing stuff for church, doing stuff for work for me. And we became like best friends. And he's still... He was in my wedding. He's a friend, really yeah. close friend of mine to this day. Yeah. Um, and so that's been like, that was totally a godsend. Mm. Um, I remember I went and worked another thing. I went and worked for Hume one summer. And I remember being told by one of my buddies who I was working with, his name's Chris Berard. Um, his wife actually told me, he's like, Chris has been praying um, not just like for a good working relationship, but like for a best friend. And like we became tight. That's so like, bad. Dude, we were attached at the hip, kind of tight, like friends. And and he lives up in the central coast. So when we were up there, we tried to hit up hit him up and, and hang out with him and stuff. But um it was a huge challenge for me to like, hey, am I praying for friends? Yeah. Like to when I go into a new situation or a new place, whether it was college or work or whatever, um, or like you going to a new job or coming back to a job, like, am I praying for the right friends? Am I praying for friends? And then now that I have friends, am I praying for them and stuff that's going on in their lives? Yeah, I think that's like a really interesting dynamic or thought is, do I pray for a friend? And I've heard people talk about that. Like you go to a wedding or you go to somewhere and they just talk about their, their like best man or like maid of honor, whatever the titles are. And they're like, I just remember when I was little, I prayed years and years for this like really good friend. And I found like this friend in you, not their, not their significant other yet. Right. They become that, but pray like, for them too. Yeah. You know, but Especially you, Josh. Yeah, I got to, whatever. Uh, no, you have to, you got to pray. I think it's a, a, a valuable thing to pray for because you'll maintain friendships and people will stay valuable in your life, but you will walk in different seasons. Mm-hmm. And so praying for someone, praying for a friend, and maybe that's some, someone listening right now who is deeply needing, wanting, or desiring a friend, 
put value in your prayer life for that person. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about it, but I think it's an okay thing. Uh, selective is, is a rough word, but pick your friends. Be picky. And, and not that you can't be friends with everybody, but the people you spend the time with, right? Your best friend, quote unquote, man, are they going to pour into you? Are they going to be someone Nathan Koontz talked about? Are they going to be someone you can talk to about the things in your life that are difficult? And um, my kind of interesting, like my family dynamic, kind of what you were talking about earlier, I would say it went the other way, right? I flip-flopped. My family's always been important to me. We've had good family relationship. I feel so blessed in that. But a lot of times I chose friends over family. Mm. Like if family's having a function, like I would go with a friend to see, I remember very specifically, we always went to see all the Star Wars movies as a family. Yeah. And Attack of the Clones came out, which is episode whatever two, I think. I think so. And I was with a buddy here in, oh, I was with a friend in Encinitas. And I went and watched it with their family instead of my own. Mm. And I remember they were disappointed. And I thought, man, I did that for a long time. And, and now it's different. Now I, I do pick my family. Like that is important to me. Those are friendships. You know, if I, you talk to my sister, she would say the same thing. Like we've been best friends since we were kids, you know, mm. like the dynamic duo. We're always on teams together, stuff like that. Throwing each other through walls. Yeah. Well, you know, one of us did that and I won that battle. So, <laughs> um, no, like your friends are important. You have to, you have to have someone you can confide in and someone who will encourage you and, and be able to be real with you and, and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I, I think you, you were talking about that pickiness and, and I think it, I see merit in that. Yeah. It's super important, especially as, well, I mean, friends are, you know, we just did a podcast on social media and like social media is life kind of thing, but really friends, especially for youth, friends are life. Totally. It's almost impossible for students, for youth to pick family over friends. Like, right. Like we're, we're we're going to pick friends every nine times out of 10, 9.9 times out of 10. Yeah. Um, all the more reason for it to be more important that you pick your friends. Well, the Bible says a lot about friends. Um, the Bible talks a ton about friends. One of my favorite verses I don't have the reference in front of me, but I always remember it says that um, I'm paraphrasing, but it says if you want to have friends, be friendly, right? Yeah. Uh, another, another verse, golden rule, like do unto others as you would want done to you. So like important as you're trying to find friends or, or developing friendships is to be the kind of person you want friends to be to you. Like Nathan talked about like having friends that you can have hard conversations with. Well, that means you need to be someone that they can have a hard conversation with. Because if it's just this take-take relationship of like, yeah. what, how are you going to add to my life? When then I go and like want to kind of dump something difficult that I'm going through onto you, that might get weird if that's not kind of how the relationship is. Of like, hey, I'm here yeah. for you. I want you to be there for me instead of like, hey, you know, I'm just friends with you so that I add things to my life or like so that I'm thought of as cooler or more athletic or like whatever. It's better for me if I'm friends with you. I don't know. Like be real friends with people, be friendly, be who you want friends to be to you. Be that way with people. 
Yeah, I always kind of, I joke around with people all the time. I hope they don't believe me, but I always say I'm only friends with you unless you can help me or give me something, right? Like, hey, get me where I need to go or like add, add something to my life. Well, it's not the truth. Like that's, I'm, I'm just messing around because I want that valuable, deep friendship with people. And if I, that's who you really were, that's the only friends you would have is people using yeah. you the yeah. same way back. And then- you kind of like I did go into this kind of depressed state of like, totally. do I, does anyone really care about me? Totally. And I think that can, you can get to that place. And I think it comes along with that idea of, especially high school students, like who you're with, what you want to do, what you like to do, whether it's on a sports team. Okay. You're friends with people just naturally, but maybe you're like, I don't want to be friends with these people. Like maybe that's where some of you are. It's not that you don't want to be friends with them, but you're like, I don't have a deep connection with this person. Yeah, No one's being real with me and I can't be real with them. And then you're in that place and it's okay to want great friends. Yeah, Like for me, I, I was thinking about uh, these verses right here, this story about Joshua or Moses, Aaron, um, like this idea, uh, you're just including yourself, Joshua, yeah, Joshua, Joshua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had a, a moment, two monsters today. Don't at me. All right. I'm just going to read these verses. It's Exodus 17, 11 through 13. And the reason I thought about these verses is because these are the types of friends that I, I want around me. Same as like he needed them around him. Yeah. And uh, the verses are, and so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. When he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. So Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword, right? So here's here's this this man with this rod, and the only way he wins this battle, which makes no sense, is keeping his arm with the staff raised. Right. I don't know if you've ever done shoulder workouts. I'm talking about like 10-pounders here. Even with light weight, man, you're going to burn out really fast. Right. Like shoulder workouts, that is, those are tough. And he's out here trying to hold it the whole day. And I've heard this, you know, referenced at sport game, like sporting games or like the coach's speech, like be that to each other. Um, but for real, I, I want to be that friend, but I want people like that in my life who are going to come alongside me and lift up my arms. Right. That's Moses and Aaron, right? Yeah. Yeah. Moses, Aaron and her. Right. You know, what's crazy. Aaron is actually Moses's brother-in-law. Really? Yeah. So they're friends, but they're also the family like my quasi boss right steven right so and the, when we talk about well something actually that makes being picky with mm-hmm. your friends easier is being friends with your family that's good so like if you're friends with people and then you're like whoa actually maybe like my friend group is actually moving into things or starting to do things that i shouldn't be doing or yeah. I don't want to be a part yeah. of, but you have, you don't have other friends. It's really hard to remove yourself from that friend group. But if you have family friends, if you have family that you consider friends or you've developed good relationships with, yeah, 
then it's easier to be like, you know, I'm out of here. Like I'm going to find other friends, but until that happens, like I'm just going to lean back into my family, you know, like my best friend is my wife one, but then my closest friends are my family. It's my brother, my dad, hopefully my plan, you know, my son, um, and then cousins and then, and then other friends. But it's so clutch to, like you said, one of your best friends is your sister. Yeah. Right? And for her, that's you. Yeah. To be able to be like, hey, I can re- remove myself from this friend group because it's easier to do that when you have these other friends that are your family. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny that you talk about that um, because I, I had my brother-in-law who – you guys all probably know, well, if you're here on campus, like if you're in Africa or tall New Zealander, tall New Zealander, Steven. And he had a hard conversation with me this year. And I remember it because it was something I needed to hear. Mm. And, and that for me was important. Um, and that for me is, is a sign of, of somebody that I want to spend time with. He is my family but he married into my family. Right. So he, he's an outsider. He's definitely, I mean, he's from New Zealand. Uh, we love New Zealanders. But I just remember him talking to me. I remember that conversation vividly and I needed it. And when he said that, I mean, for me, that was like a big, in 20, I think, yeah, in 2020, I got that from him. And, and I will forever remember that, Right. And I, I have friends who've done that in the past, and I have friends that still remain. I spend a lot of time with my buddy Lance. Yeah, he's a he's a pastor of a church here in town, and and we're able to have deep conversations, and and that's something that I need in my life. But I remember that so vividly, so I see the value in that. And and if you haven't found that yet, like let's say you're an only child, mm. right, and so you don't have a sibling, and. and and you're looking for a friend. I, I just echo what Mitch said earlier, the value in praying for one. Right. And and hang out with us. I know it's a it's a shameless plug or whatever. Friday nights here on campus. In like, person. In person, you have like minded people of your age. If you're in junior high or high school, come out and be a part of it. And there are people that you can become friends with. We put you in groups with people your same age, your same gender, like hanging out, trying to just deepen your relationship with the Lord, but right. hanging out. And we see that. And that is so desperately our desire yeah. is to see those friendships grow. So come check it out. If you're looking for that, you need that, and you don't have that, man, I got a place for you. Totally. And Christianity is kind of this weird thing where you have to have – a personal, your own relationship with Jesus yeah. to be saved. Yeah. No one can do that for you. Yeah. Okay, that's your starting point. I have a personal relationship with Jesus. Next step, um, be Christians with other people. Yeah. Do it in community. You are never called to, never in scripture are you called to be a Christian by yourself. Yeah. You have to have your own relationship with Jesus, but then you're supposed to do that with other people, with friends, mm. with family, with community, with a youth group. Yeah. Or wh- wherever you might be with a church, you know, as Nathan talked about up at college, finding a church with his college buddies that he goes to. And then they even go have a men's group. Yeah. Like a men's Bible study after and really dive in and break it down and be like, how does this apply to us? 
which I think is so awesome. It reminds me of 2 Corinthians 6.14. Um, usually this verse is used in relationship, which is also just friendship, but like, yeah. you know, lovey-dovey, getting married type of thing. But yeah. um, And a lot of these principles apply to that if you're dating or whatever. But um, it says this, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness mm. meaning go find friends that are like-minded to use your word use like-minded go find people that want to be the same thing that you know want to live for the lord hopefully that's you you want to live for the lord yeah. um find like-minded people that are gonna hold you to who you want to be and you can hold them to who they want to be and, and you can build each other up ecclesiastes puts it this way chapter 4 verses 9 and 10 it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor for if they fall one will lift up his companion but woe to him who is alone when he falls for he has no one to help him up it's actually easier the bible is saying to live your life as a christian when you surround yourself with other people who are trying to live their life for the lord that's huge. That's why friends are so important and picking the right friends is so important. Yeah, I think they're, now I see that, right? And that's huge. You have to have friends that build you up because we're not called out of the world. We're yeah. called to be in the world, but not of the world. Right, like a boat in water. Yeah, exactly. So we never want to just 100% cast out people who don't know jesus no no no. it's not saying don't be friends exactly with non-christians it's not saying that at all we need to be friends with we need to have non-christian friends because we need to be we're supposed to share the gospel that's why we're still here that's right but our closest friends those people we spend yes. the most time yes. with those people that are pouring into our life or the yeah. people that are asking us hard questions hopefully or the people you're asking hard questions yeah those people need to be like-minded hundred percent. Well, you do this stupid illustration in church and <laughs> youth group where you put a kid up like usually on the stage or something and you're like, Hey, and then a kid down on the floor and say, Hey, to the kid on the stage, lift that other person up, lift them up onto the stage. It's nearly impossible unless you're like Dan Hardeman jacked, right? Just yoked. Um, but it's super, super easy for the person on the floor to just pull off the person on stage why gravity right science gravity right physics science it's easier to pull you already have the whole earth pulling down here's the thing gravity is equal to sin okay you even as a christian are pre-wired to sin like our flesh wants to sin we mm. want to do the wrong things now if we surround ourselves with people who also want to sin or who also like they're not they're trying they're not trying to not sin they're just like sin 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 is awesome right you're going to fall into sin you your flesh wants to do that so if you surround yourself with other people that are sinning you're going to sin eventually like you will fail you will fall now if you surround yourself with people who are trying not to sin are you guys still going to sin absolutely definitely we all do but you have people around to be like hey man what was that yeah we need to get you back on track yeah. Instead of people like, heck yeah, finally Mitch did that. Finally Mitch, whatever. He sinned, finally. Now he's one of us, right? That's the difference. Um, but to be friendly, like you said, to all people, 
so you can be a good witness. You can be a light so that other people would come to know Jesus as well. Yeah, I mean, if you, like you said, we're here to be the light. We're here to be the example. I think about this idea, right? I've dealt with that personally. Junior college, played basketball, um, and I came into it with this mentality of, I can pick everyone up around me, mm-hmm. right? This idea of pulling them down off the stage, like, oh, you know what? I'm one guy, but I love Jesus, and I know what's right. I'm going to pick everyone up around me. Like, that's what I'm there to do. I wanted to just keep playing basketball so bad. And I remember we were in Northern California at a basketball tournament. We were sitting in Denny's ordering the Grand Slam. Always. Always. All right. So we're sitting there, and it was my birthday weekend. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Back then. I appreciate that, though. I wasn't there, so I'm just, you know, yeah. reiterating it. Um, And so I was sitting there, and they were like, oh, it's your birthday? What are you going to do? Go to a strip club? You're going to go out? You're going to go to an actual club? You're going to go drinking? Like, what are you going to do, man? Are you going to just get crazy? And I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to chill. And they went, why? Why not do that stuff? And I was like, whoa, here we go, God. This is the moment that I said I wanted. You had these thoughts. I had these thoughts where I wanted to come and and build people up and lift them up around me. Yeah. And I choked. Mm. Right? I choked and I said, ah, it's just not my thing. I don't really do that kind of stuff. And I never was like, you know what, man? It's because, one, I love the Lord, and he has called me not to do that. And so I, for my own integrity, I have to not do it. And I believe it's sinning. Or, you know, said however, that doesn't sound all super crazy and like, oh. But I thought about that. And then I remember for the next chunk of time, I started going to parties and I started going the other way. Wow. And then now I get to use that story, but I think, man, if only I was surrounded more frequently or, or was honest about what was going on in my life to a godly man or godly, my, even my sister, whatever it is, they could help me. They could help support me. They could help me get out of there. And eventually that's what happened. But in that moment, I thought, wow, friendships are so valuable. It's kind of crazy. It reminds me of, but it's it's different in that I have a regret with friends. However, my regret is that I, did, I, I didn't fall to the things that they were doing, but I didn't be a witness. Mm. Like I have two friends. I still, I use them a lot in sermons as an illustration. Um, junior year of high school, um, U.S. history, Dexter Harvey's class, Tory oh, Pines, two Mr. kids, Harvey. Kevin King, Anthony Demish, still know them by name. I hung out with these people, called them friends. Never once did I ever tell them what I really live for or mm-hmm. that I was a Christian and that I know I'm going to spend my eternity in heaven. And I regret I was friends with those people and I regret I never was honest or I never mm-hmm. was you know, a light. I was never a witness. I didn't share the gospel with them. Yeah. And I I think that's pretty commonplace. Now I think it's less because there's not as much in class, right? In high school, like you're not as much in person. So it's not like, Hey, what'd you do over the weekend? And, and I remember that question all the time. Like, what'd you do over the weekend? Oh, I, I got some donuts. Right. I hung out with some friends and it'd be so easy to never say like, Hey, I went to church. Cause I never wanted to feel like an outcast or like some sort of person. It's kind of crazy because if that's you, and I remember actually telling students this, if that's you and you have friends 
that don't know you're a Christian, you are basically by definition a terrible friend. Like you're not telling them. You're not honest. Not that you're like terrible because you're not telling them about heaven. That too, <laughs> but you're not terrible, but you could be being a witness and you're not. And that's a missed opportunity that I still lose sleep over because I've been there. I've oh, done yeah, that. I've but been there. you want real friends, but you're not willing to be real with your friends. It goes back all the way to the beginning. Like be who you want yeah. your friends to be to you. Yeah. And you're lying to them. You're keeping something hidden from them, but you want to have these awesome friends in your life that behave or act differently than you do. You're crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. And that's what happens. It's so, and, and that's the encouragement is don't be fearful, right? Don't be afraid of what they can do, but surround yourself with people that are going to help you through that. And, and you can be like, yo, I'm going to hang out with these people to, to like, anyway, your group of friends from church and be like, yo, I'm hanging out with my friends. We're going to do this. And they can either help you by encouraging you not to do it, or they can be like, bro, go be a light. How you, how you live your life oftentimes is the witness you get to be. It's not about your words. Right. It's about how you live. So it's about becoming consistent. Like, like last pod, last podcast, we talked about that. Consistency is huge. Who you are in front of 20 people who don't know Jesus and, and 10 people that, and one person that does, yeah. man, be the same person. Right. And look for people that can encourage you in that, help you in that. And your life, you're going to go a million different ways. All you listeners are going to do different things. Yeah. But it's important to find those people who can encourage you and, and pray for them. Pray for your friend. Pray for them right now. I think that's huge. Like, you're married. That's your best friend. Yeah. You prayed for her. Yeah. I think that's something that students can do now. Even though maybe it feels all weird and you don't have to, like, go around and be like, I'm praying for my spouse but that's something you can do in your life. And don't stop. Like, yeah, God brings that friend in your life. God brought that friend in my life when I needed it most. Um, keep praying for them. Yeah. Right? Like, praise the Lord. And then keep praying for them. Because everybody needs prayer, man. Like, everybody's got stuff going on. Even Big if you time. don't know specifically, hopefully you do because your friendship is at that level. But even if you don't, continue to pray for them. Yeah. It's huge. Pray for them. And have fun, man. Like, being a Christian doesn't mean you're all like stringent and like yeah. weirdly having deep Socratic seminar circles and hanging. You're just lit. Well, I mean, maybe Did it you is. say Socratic. Yeah. Wow. I remember that from high school Big word. in a circle or whatever, but you, you're going to enjoy life and God gave you this life for a reason. Enjoy his creation. Enjoy life. Have friends, have fun, but man, have integrity Yeah. and be a friend that you want in your own life. That's right. And, uh, man, I'm talking to Lance right now about going golfing yeah, and, and stuff like that. Like I enjoy my life, but I want to be that friend. Be the friend you want to have. Yeah. It's huge. You want your friends to pick you up when you're down. You need to pick them up when yeah. they're down. Big time. If you want your friends to pray for you. You need to pray for them. That's right. And you may, what's crazy is you, with your closest friends, you may get the answers that you want. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're praying for for your friend for the last five years, and and they don't they don't ever explain what happened. But you praying for them encourages them, or or the Lord is using that prayer. Man, the Lord uses you and other people's lives and people in your lives. I had to look it up because we're talking so much about it. That verse that I mentioned at the beginning is Proverbs eighteen twenty four. Okay, and it says, "A man who has friends must himself be friendly." Brad, yeah. 
I, I mean, I think that's like, there you go. There you go. You want be a friendly person, be kind and gracious. We talked about be, be, hu- have humility. Mm. Like I, we talk about it, be, be sincere, be real. That's right. Don't be just obnoxious. And like, you always have the answers. Like you want people to listen to you. You listen to people like you can find great friends. Right. And once again, I say, come cruise, check us out. Let's do it. There's going to be great friends here for you, but uh, friendship, huge. So I'm um, sure we'll talk more about it. We've talked with Nathan. We talked about a whole podcast right now about it, and I'm sure there'll be more in the future talking about friends. We have some people lined up, so we're pretty pumped about that. But do you want to close us out? Yeah, let's pray. God, I love you so much, and I thank you for your word. I thank you that it talks about everything, God. And specifically for us today, it talks about friendship, how important it is. We need to be choosy. We need to be picky with our friends. And that you've got friends for us. That verse goes on in Proverbs 18, 24, to say that there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And that's been true in my life. Uh, I know it's been true in Josh's life. And I pray that it's true in each and every person that's listening, that they would find that friend, they would pray for that friend, and you would bring them into their life. God, I pray that they would develop their friendships um, and that they would look, take a moment to really look at the friends, the people they've surrounded themselves with. Yeah. Um, Do they have the people around them that they should have around them. And then I would take another look too and say, hey, are there people that I need to be careful about, but are there those people that I can be a witness to that I I am friends with, maybe not on this crazy level or the only friends that I have, but there are friends that um, you've brought into my life, Lord, that I can be a witness to, that I can share the gospel with and then take advantage of that, God. We pray for that. We love you so much. We thank you for this time. We thank you for this podcast. Thank you for all the youth. And uh, we want to be an encouragement and a blessing to them and pray that we are. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you're out there and you don't feel like you have anyone you can talk to about stuff in your life, like you are looking for that friend, cruise here. But also come talk to me or Mitch or any of your leaders. Like, we'll legit be your friend. Yeah. Um, And if you can't come, like, physically be here, hit us up in the description. Our emails are there. Like, straight emails to us. Um, Hit us up. And Shout we, us out. Yeah, we want to talk to you guys. We want, we I, we say it all the time, but legit, I want to talk to you. I want to meet you. I want to say hi, and we just, we're here for you no matter what. Amen. Yeah, so uh, stoked for today. Can't wait to uh, talk to you guys again. Yeah, like, share this with your friends. Be like, hey, I've been listening to this podcast. Hopefully it's made an impact. So you'd be like, hey, this is, you know, what I learned or what it taught me. Share it with your friends. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah. Appreciate it. Subscribe. All those things. Podcast. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, it was good, man. Stoked. Later. Peace.